Okay, so we have a, a topic that I've been sort of uh, sitting on for a while. Um, you know, in case emergency, break here or something like uh, <laughs> something like that. So, uh, but it's it, it's a topic which is an interesting thing. Uh, it, it's an interesting um, halachic exercise. We'll uh, we'll call it. One of the things which uh, which I say often in terms of halachic analysis and uh, the uh, the halachic process is that very often what is thought to be a machlokas as far as what the halacha is, really it's a machlokas as far as definition of terms is concerned. So everybody's going to agree as far as what the halacha is. Uh, the disagreement is going to be what's the definition of what we are discussing. So the heading over here, uh, if you could see it, uh, I assume you could see it on the screen there at the top. Yeah, I have, I have it covered yes. by you guys. You guys yes. are on the top of my screen, so it's uh, it's covered. But it's taking vitamins on Shabbos. So taking vitamins on Shabbos is something which, uh, as we're going to see, the debate is not going to be the halacha per se. The definition is going to be how to categorize vitamins. Is vitamins a medicine? Are vitamins not a medicine? Where are we going to put that from a halachic uh, perspective? And we'll see that there's actually an interesting debate about, uh, about the, the issue. Okay, but before we could get to the specifics having to do with, uh, with vitamins, so first let's go ahead and let's uh, give ourselves, the hopefully, the necessary background to be able to get ourselves on the same page, to be able to, uh, to analyze and consider what's going to happen with, uh, with, uh, with vitamins. And as we'll see, there may even be different categories of vitamins. Okay. But the first thing is the Gemara and Shabbos says, and where the uh, the context of this is a specific discussion, which is not relevant for uh, for us tonight. But you have in source number one, Ula says Gezeri says the issue with taking medicine, and it's not only taking medicine, but it's really many therapeutic treatments on Shabbos. Is Gezeri Mishum is Chazal came along, and they prohibited taking medicine on Shabbos. Why? Shechikas Semamonim. Because back in the day, uh, in order to manufacture medication, so you had to go ahead and you had to take out your mortar, mortar and pestle, and you would go ahead and you would manufacture the medication on your own. And grinding up the herbs to manufacture medication involves malacha. And therefore, <laughs> even in the event that a person were to go ahead and have the medication prepared already, or as we will see, there's a medication which doesn't require that type of preparation. Nonetheless, Chazal came along and said that out of our concern that you may go ahead and start manufacturing medication and perform malachas in the process of that manufacturing um, uh, uh, process. So to keep you far away from violating Isidaraisa, so they put out this very broad restriction against taking medication. Now, I will tell you off the bat before anybody gets uh, uh, um, too excited about it uh, that uh, this restriction really only applies in those circumstances where you don't really need the medication. In other words, if somebody's dangerously ill, or even if somebody's not dangerously ill, but they are uh, pretty sick, so then they're allowed to take medication. The restriction against taking medication is when we have the ability to say to you, tough it out. It's a localized pain. It's not something which radiates through, throughout the entire body. 
it's not something which sends you to bed in order to be able to, uh, to find uh, relief. And it's certainly not dangerous at all. It just happens to be an annoying condition. Uh, a good example of that would be uh, somebody who has uh, seasonal allergies. Seasonal allergies won't kill you in most circumstances. You'll correct me if I'm wrong, Charlene. But I think seasonal allergies are not going to go ahead and they're not going to kill you. They don't uh, force you, unless they're really bad, they don't put you in bed because you have allergies. And it's not a painful experience. It's just really, really annoying. So something which is just really, really annoying, it's an ailment, it's really annoying, but it's a discomfort, but it's not something which is dangerous or painful. So that's where this gazera applies. Don't take medication because of the fear of <laughs> because you may go ahead and you may end up manufacturing the medication on Shabbos. And we'll see why that's, uh, that's going to be a particular concern. So Rashi explains, this is Rashi on that Gemara, Gezeri Mishum Shechik HaSemamanim, B'midi D'Refua Gazerabon. If somebody is going to do something which is medicinal, is going to be therapeutic in some way, so Chazal issued this decree. Why? De'isharis Shum Refua, because the concern is that if we were to allow a person to go ahead and take medication, Asi L'Mishri Shechik HaSemamanim. A person may think that any aspect of any part of the process of manufacturing the medication is also going to be permitted, and which would be also vuhu isuridaraisa, and the manufacturing of medication using your mortar and pestle. I actually have a, a book which has a picture of it. So there's your mortar, there's your pestle. So to go ahead and break out your good old-fashioned mortar and pestle and start grinding up herbs in the manufacturing of medication. So that's an isidaraisa. The, the isidaraisa is the havitochen. So one of the malachas, if you remember, one of the 39 malachas, which uh, is part of the process of manufacturing bread, is the grinding. Tochen is grinding. So grinding uh, larger pieces into smaller pieces, like you would do to grain in order to make flour, or you're going to do with these herbs in order to manufacture the medication. So that is an isra daraisa called tochen. And therefore, this is something which is, uh, since Chazal were concerned that you would go ahead and you would, uh, you would do that, uh, that malacha, they prohibited the taking of medication on Shabbos. Other posts can speak out that it's not only this isidorais of tochen, sometimes the manufacturing of medication may involve cooking. So you may light a fire or you may go ahead and cook the various herbs or whatnot. So it really doesn't make a difference what isidoraisa chazal were concerned about, but they were concerned that a person may end up uh, violating an isidoraisa to obtain the medication. And therefore, as a precautionary measure, they said, we don't want you taking medic. If you don't really need it, we don't want you taking medication on Shabbos because of that fear that you'll get uh, the anxiety involved in trying to obtain the medication will cause you to overlook or forget the fact that these activities are malachas and that will be bad. Okay, now what's the idea? And uh, now we'll see the Shulchan Al-Kharav, he's going, he comments on a different thing, but we'll see this, uh, this, uh, this uh, 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 perspective that Chazal have. That they're, oh yeah, sorry Mel. I thought we, you were saying we hello. Do, we do a lot of things in preparation for Shabbat, and it's okay. Why is this preparation for Shabbat different? This preparation for Shabbat or on Shabbat? For Shabbat. I mean, we're going to take it on Shabbat, so we do it before Shabbat. No, no, we're, we're talking about, yeah, right. So that would be one, Shiloh. Here we're talking about where you develop a condition on Shabbos. Oh. You get a headache on Shabbos. 
uh, you had a little bit too much Kiddush, and then you wake up Shabbos afternoon, you say, oh, my head. So you want to go ahead and you want to take a couple of aspirin. I've heard people do that. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> so you, uh, so you, you uh, so when somebody goes, oh, my head, they want to go ahead and they want to take, uh, um, uh, you know, a pain relief in order to alleviate their headache. So they would go ahead and say, oh, I have such a bad headache. And they'll just start manufacturing mindlessly. They'll go ahead and they'll start manufacturing the, uh, the Tylenol on Shabbos. You're, you're right, Mel. There are, there are postings who say that if you already started your regimen of medication before Shabbos began, so that everything is already prepared before Shabbos, that in cer- certain circumstances, that may be an allowance to take medication on Shabbos. So you, you are correct as far as, uh, yeah. as, far as that. But, um, but uh, here, let's just say we're talking about where it, 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 uh, the issue arises on Shabbos. Okay. So here, Shulchan Acharav addresses a, 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 a detail in these halachas about this is the long simon. Simon Shin Chavches is a simon having to do with uh, medication on Shabbos, medical treatments on Shabbos. So in the middle of this, the Shulchan Aruch uh, discusses the following case, which is going to have a key phrase which we need. So he says, Maka Sheni Sarapa. So a person had a cut or a wound. They had a bleeding wound. And it healed. It healed already before Shabbos. So healed means that it's no longer bleeding or anything like that, but it's still not 100%. So the halacha is, So you could go ahead and you could put a bandage. Let's assume for, for argument's sake that it has some ointment or something on it. But you could go ahead and you could have put a bandage on that healed wound on Shabbos. Why? The reason is, because the purpose of putting the bandage on it at that point is not for healing purposes because the cut is already healed. You just want to cover it so that you shouldn't aggravate it. You don't want to scratch it again. The skin is still tender. And if something scratches against it, so it could potentially open up the wound once again. So therefore, you're going to cover it just to make sure that you don't uh, open the wound. And in such a case where the wound is essentially healed, you have no such concern of that you'll take ointment and you'll smooth it onto the skin. You'll take a basset tracer or something and you'll rub it onto the area because you don't need it anymore because it's closed. Or nor do we have to be afraid that you're going to go ahead and start manufacturing the medication by grinding up herbs. Why? So here's the key. Because once it's already healed, we're going to underline that. So you're not going to be bahul. Bahul is like bahala. A person is just besides themselves. They're, uh, they're filled with anxiety and they're confused as far as what's going on. It's essentially fight or flight kicks in and they're not even thinking straight anymore. So that's our fear is that in the, in the, um, uh, in the uh, desire to obtain the medication, a person will lose their frame of mind and they'll forget that it's Shabbos, so they'll forget what's usher to do on Shabbos, and they'll just go ahead and they'll make the medication. But that doesn't apply when the wound is essentially healed already. So the person, the wound is already healed, and you're just trying to protect it from opening up again, but the person isn't going to be bahul in that case, because there's no reason to panic. There's no, that's the word I'm looking for. There's no reason to panic in that case, because in such a case, uh, the person doesn't feel that they're at risk or there's a threat to them that we have to be afraid that the person will forget that you're not allowed to put ointment onto the, uh, the skin on Shabbos, 
or the person will think that you're allowed to go ahead and grind up herbs. So since a person is in a relaxed state of mind rather than in a panicked state of mind, so we are confident that the person will be mindful of Hilcho Shabbos and won't do something which is us. Okay. Now, what everybody asks, whatever you learn through this, uh, this, uh, this sugya, whenever you learn through this topic, so inevitably, I'm sure uh, all, uh, most, if not all of you are thinking this, they are, this Gezer of Chazal is certainly outdated because most people haven't even seen a mortar or pestle. When I do it with my students now, they can't even tell you what a mortar and pestle is, let alone haven't seen one, actually see somebody use one. So they, uh, the, uh, the uh, argument always is, maybe we should say nowadays, since all our medication, almost all of our medication is bought over the counter or from behind the counter, but it's manufactured way in advance of it coming into our house. So this Gezer of Chazal is no longer applicable. And why shouldn't we be allowed to go ahead and take Tylenol? If you allow me to take Tylenol on Shabbos, it's not going to lead me to go ahead and grind any herbs up. I don't even have any herbs, let alone the, you know, a mortar and a pestle to go ahead and start to you know, have something to grind with. So can we argue that this doesn't apply? So there is, there is an opinion like this. This is the Ketosa Shochan. Ketosa Shochan, people know him better by his name than the, the name of his work. But the Ketosa Shochan was written by Rav Avram Chaim Noah. So he's famous for his opinions regarding shiurim, regarding the size of a kezayis or the measurement of an ama or something like that. But he also wrote very extensively on other areas of halacha. So he writes, V'nir lomer He says, it would seem to me that the prohibition against taking medication nowadays, out of concern that you're going to manufacture the medication, is more lenient than it was in the time of Chazal. Why? Because first of all, we wouldn't even know how to grind up a medication if we wanted to. We don't have the know-how. And medications nowadays are made in pharmacies by pharmacists. That's their job, is they manufacture the medication for us. We don't go ahead and make it for ourselves. He was talking uh, the beginning to the middle of the 20th century, let alone 21st century. So he was saying this even a while ago. And this is something which is done based on the doctor's uh, guidance. And therefore, and therefore, the rationale behind the original decree is no longer applicable. And therefore, Rav Avram Chaim Noah suggests that perhaps this prohibition can be treated more leniently nowadays than it would have 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 1,000 years ago, uh, uh, and, and beyond. However, if you look in the writings of the other poskim who speak, uh, who write extensively about uh, medical halach and whatnot, uh, uh, figures such as Rav Shomel Zaman Auerbach and Rav Moshe Feinstein and the Tzitz Eliezer, None of them mention this as a grounds for leniency. And I think the reason why it's not mentioned as grounds for leniency is because there's a general assumption that once Chazal assert something, it remains usher, even if the reason for the Gzeira is no longer applicable. But once it was adopted by Chazal, it remains in place unless there's a body of uh, equal stature, equal or greater stature than the original body that answered it to come along and suspend the suspend the gzeira, to overturn the gzeira. So since we don't have such a body nowadays 
which can go ahead and overturn gzeras of Chazal, something which is a, which is a gzera, which is tr- traced back to uh, to the uh, founder of the Gemara itself. So therefore, uh, poskim do not see modern um, uh, uh, availability of medication as a grounds in and of itself for leniency nowadays to be able to take medication. So despite the fact that Ram Chaim Noah uh, uh, seems to uh, to lean towards saying that it should be able to. Uh, in practice, it's not something which is uh, w- which is utilized. Okay, now let's see source five over here. So far, so good. Okay, well, so source five tells us uh, this is where Shulchan Aruch actually uh, presents the the Isser itself. He says, "Misha Yeshlo Mechush Balma." So a person who's suffering from an ailment. So that's as we described. There's a discomfort that they're feeling, a localized pain, but you're still going to work, you're still going to school, you're still going about your, uh, your, your, your daily activities. You just have whatever, your back hurts or your, uh, your ankle hurts a little bit, you've got hay fever. But the person has their strength and they're walking around as a healthy person would. It's not impacting your daily schedule. So such a person who, uh, where the, the condition which they have isn't really impacting their, uh, their schedule. Also, also slow, shumer for you're not allowed to go ahead and make medication or take medication or even a therapeutic treatment. Even to go ahead and ask a non-Jew to manufacture that medication for you would not be allowed because that is the gzeir of chazal that we're afraid that you're going to go ahead and manufacture the medication. Okay, now, however, um, remember in the time of Chazal, there are medications and there are medications. So medications in the time of Chazal were made from various foods, even though we don't follow any of the uh, prescriptions which Chazal give for various uh, you know, medical conditions. We would never go ahead and do any of those things nowadays. But if you look at those things, besides the things which are just incredibly uh, uh, gross to, uh, to consider, but a lot of it was made from something which qualifies as a food, or let's say a chicken soup. So if a person has a cold and your bubby tells you, or if you're a bubby now when you tell your grandchildren, oh, you're not feeling well, have some chicken soup. So if you're going ahead, if uh, Charlene goes ahead and prescribes to her grandchildren some chicken soup because they have a cold or something like that, so is that going to be a problem of Shechika Samanim because she is now going ahead and uh, she's telling them that for their current medical condition, they should go ahead and have some chicken soup, which is chicken and herbs and vegetables and various other things in there, which hopefully is going to make them feel better. So is that something which is going to be usser or not? So, or let's say somebody has a sore throat and you're told, have some tea with some honey in there, you know, have a, an herbal tea with some honey to coat your throat. So is that going to be problematic? Is that not going to be problematic? And this is going to be relevant as far as our uh, vitamins are concerned. So Shulchan Aruch says, same simon, but much later on in the simon. Any food or beverage, that's the ochlin umashkim, which is a food of healthy people, meaning like chicken soup. Chicken soup is something that healthy, it's not reserved for people who are ill. Even healthy people go ahead and have chicken soup on a regular basis, or people have tea on a regular basis. So So there are no restrictions against eating something which is a food or a regular beverage, as we're going to see, the wording is should be dvarim. Even if you're taking something which is healthy for one uh, for one part of your body, and it's not so healthy for another part of the body, 
certain things will help you in one area of uh, of your uh, your uh, your your health, but they may be uh, cause cause harm elsewhere. And and therefore, it's evident to everybody that you're doing it because you want the therapeutic elements of it. You want the therapeutic outcomes of it. Nonetheless, it's going to be permitted. So this would be something like, uh, you know, a person's constipated and you're told, you know what, have some prunes. You know, have some prune juice and you'll, uh, you know, that'll, uh, that'll clear out your system. You'll be as good as new in the, in the morning. So prune juice, believe it or not, is actually a beverage. They sell it not in the pharmacy. They sell it in the regular juice aisle. Uh, they go ahead and they sell, uh, they sell prune juice. So therefore, even though in most instances, and certainly anybody below the age of 80, let's say, is going to be having prune juice for one reason and one reason only, and that's going to be to go ahead and clear out the, uh, the system. Nonetheless, since it is a food, or in this regard, it's a beverage, so you're allowed to take it on Shabbos. But on the other hand, something which is not generally going to be consumed by healthy people as a food, then you're not allowed to go ahead and take it for medicinal purposes. So you can think of whatever like a icky tasting herb that you're going to, uh, you're going to have. Let's say something like, um, um, without even talking about the uh, roll age, you're going to go ahead and you have heartburn and you're going to take a teaspoon of baking soda. So baking soda is certainly in your baking cabinet, right? It's there with the other ingredients that you bake with, but nobody goes ahead and eats baking soda as a snack. Is as starving as the kids may be, and as starving as they may be on Pesach, that's the most starving at all of all, they're still not going to go and say, you know what, I think we've got some, uh, some fresh baking soda in the cabin over there. Let's go ahead and let's down some of that fresh baking soda. It'll give us that full feeling as it, as it expands inside of our stomach. That's, it's not a food. It's in the food section. It's in the food aisle, but it's not eaten as a food. And therefore, to use baking soda to relieve heartburn, that violates this. So that's perceived as taking medication. Rabbi Schaffel, excuse yeah. me. Yes. Um, when you talk about something that is ichy tasting, is this um, uh, dependent on the person? Um, to give an example, uh, perhaps that you would appreciate, what about if somebody told you to have fish um, in order to uh, make you feel better from whatever was bothering you? Um, clearly it's a food, but you would never eat it um, uh, yourself, were it not for this condition? Yeah, even with the condition, I'm not having it. That's <laughs> whatever the condition is, I'm gonna I'm gonna bear it. Um, this is something your 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 question is is an excellent question though, taking me out of the uh, the example. But uh, this this is a circumstance where uh, the definitions of of something as a food or not would be objective rather than subjective. Is it seen by people as if you see um, the phrase that Shulchan Aruch used was umucha milsa of it? So we're worried about whether or not something, even though it's in a different context over here, but we're worried about the appearance of something looking like you're taking medication. So a spoonful of baking soda and water, everybody knows that you're doing that for medication purposes. Nobody thinks that you're, uh, you know, you're trying to sweeten the water or something. You hate plain water and you're looking to add some flavor to the water. So uh, the best you could do, you ran out of hot, uh, you know, uh, hot cocoa uh, mix. So you're going to go ahead and you're going to take some baking soda. So everybody knows that that's a, 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 a medication. If you're taking chicken soup, even if you don't like chicken soup, but you're, and you're taking it because you have a cold and you're trying to alleviate some of those symptoms, 
anybody who looks at you seeing the having the chicken soup isn't going to know that you're doing it because of medicinal reasons. They're going to say, okay, it's Shabbos night. You're having chicken soup. Who doesn't have chicken soup on Friday night? So I think it's going to be uh, an objective standard for this regard rather than subjective. Um, okay, let's get, he gives an example over here. Um, um, the Mishabura, we won't read it all, but he says in source seven over here, he says, uh, I, again, I don't, I don't know whether this is true or not. This is their perception. If anybody knows, you'll let us know. Maybe you'll know uh, Mel from your garden. He says, Kagon to So he says, Tchol, I think is spleen. I don't know. I don't know who eats spleen. I don't know if you could actually buy spleen or something now uh, to eat, but he says, it's good for your teeth. I don't know if it means it whitens your teeth or if you have a toothache or something. So it's going to be good for your teeth. But it's going to be harmful to your stomach. But nonetheless, apparently back in the time of uh, Chazal, or at least the Mishnah Ruhr, you could go into the butcher shop and say, hey, can I get a, 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 a toll, please? And they'll go ahead and they will serve you up a spleen. And doing so, being that you could buy it at the regular butcher shop, so it's not evident to anybody that you're doing this for uh, medicinal reasons, because it is eaten by some people as a food, and therefore it's going to be permitted to take it, even though your intent is medicinal. Okay. So now this is where we get to the, uh, the, main, uh, the main topic of tonight, but with all this background in place. So now we have the issue of what about taking vitamins? So where are vitamins going to, uh, to fit into this equation? Are, is vitamin a medicine or are vitamins not necessarily a medicine because they're not intended to go ahead and cure anything per se? And that's where we talked about, I mentioned at the beginning, that there could actually be different categories of vitamins or different reasons why the person is taking the vitamin. And halacha may actually um, uh, change depending on why you're taking that particular vitamin. Okay, so we're going to see two sources on this. The first one is Rav Moshe. That's a source number eight over here as we go from page uh, one to two, but we'll go pull that out. So the first one is Rav Moshe, and then the second one is going to be of Shomel Zalman, Shomel so Rav Moshe, in his uh, uh, inimitable style, so he goes to all of the relevant Rishonim and the relevant Poskim, as far as this is concerned, a thorough address of the issue. And then he says, What we have to say is that the Kavanah Samagin Avram who davka bebari shuchalish betivo, that the Magen Avram says, when are we going to run into a problem? We're going to put this in the context of vitamins, but even though the Magen Avram wasn't talking about that per se, but he says, we run into a problem. If you have a healthy person, uh, sorry, you have a person who is, um, who is healthy, meaning they don't have a medical condition per se, but the person has a weakness. They have a weak body or they have a, uh, yeah, let's just say a weak body. They're trying, to, uh, they're trying to strengthen their immune system or they're trying to strengthen themselves so that they shouldn't get a cold. They're going to try and uh, uh, take extra vitamin D or they're going to take extra vitamin C or something like that. He's going to go ahead and he's going to try and eat some foods to strengthen his body. That's his purpose over here, to, take, uh, to eat some foods or to take a vitamin to strengthen the body. So in that case, in those circumstances, so the tour is of the opinion that taking a, a, a vitamin to strengthen the body because you have some sort of deficiency, you're not sick currently, 
your lack of vitamin C right now uh, doesn't mean that you're sick currently, or your lack of vitamin D currently doesn't mean that you're sick now, but you could get sick because of that. And therefore the doctor will tell you, take X number of milligrams every day of vitamin C or D in order to make to strengthen yourself so that you should not get sick. So the tour says taking something to strengthen the body is usher. That's part of the prohibition of taking medication. That's called taking medication. Why? Because this uh, vitamin is going to strengthen your body. It's going to change the current condition of your body. So Moshe is defining, saying that according to Magen Avram, medicine is defined as taking some sort of medication, some sort of pill, which is going to change your current state, your current physical state. And even though currently the person feels healthy and the person doesn't have any symptoms whatsoever of his vitamin D deficiency or his vitamin C deficiency, and therefore you should say, going back to the language of the Shulchan HaKarav, the person isn't panicking. When you go to the doctor and the doctor says, listen, you're a little short on your vitamin D. I looked at your blood work and you're, uh, you need to, uh, after the winter, you were inside the whole time and it was COVID. So you have almost no vitamin D left in your body. So you need to go ahead and you need to go ahead and start taking some, uh, some vitamin D. So the person, however, since they're still feeling healthy, they're not panicked about anything. There's no panic which they're experiencing because of this deficiency. And therefore you may think, and therefore the decree of Chazal is not applicable. And for that very reason, the Beis Yosef says it's mutter. If you're not ill, the Beis Yosef says, if you're not currently ill and you're taking something to strengthen the body, that's not medication. Medication, according to Beis Yosef, is defined as going from something which is going to take you from a state of being ill to a state of being healthy. But something which just moves you from being weak to stronger that, the Beis Yosef says, is not a medication. That's not called refuah. The Magen Avram disagrees. The Magen Avram says, anytime you're taking something, you're eating something, you're consuming something to change your current state, whether it's from illness to health or whether it's from weak to strong, that is refuah. That, according to Magen Avram, is refuah. Um, okay, so let's skip a little bit, just for time's sake. So he says, V'im kein, so therefore, of Moshe writes, which I guess would be the plural of the Hebrew transliteration of vitamins. So, elu vitaminim. Which are not going to change the person's present state of being. Again, not even talking about going from, from sick to healthy, but it's not the vitamins which are not going to um, uh, strengthen the body. It's not going to take somebody who is weak and now is going to take it in order to be stronger, right? A person, uh, yeah. But a person is going to take it sort of preemptively to make sure that the person doesn't get, uh, doesn't get sick. So let's say you went to the doctor and you said, doctor, how many vitamin C levels? The doctor said, your vitamin C levels are great. However, it's cold and flu season, and it's probably a good idea to go ahead and take extra just to make sure that you shouldn't get sick. So we're not trying to change you from sick to ill. We're not trying to change you from weak to stronger. We're just trying to strengthen you further to put you, uh, make you less 
prone to becoming ill, there, Ravosha says, There, we could go ahead and we could say it's going to be permitted, uh, according to all opinions, even the Magen Avram. So if you're taking it not as a way, as trying to change your current state, just because you think it would be beneficial, let's say a one a day plus uh, iron or something like that. So you just take, or you like the kids' uh, 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 kids' daily vitamins, they taste better. So you go ahead and you take those for no, not trying to treat any sort of deficiency and not trying to change from a state of illness to a state of health, but rather we're just trying to, uh, to, uh, to fortify the body even further to avoid illness. That, Ramosha says, is okay. But if you're taking vitamins to go ahead and change your current health condition, where you're going to go ahead and you're going to try and change the person from a weakened condition to one where they are a stronger condition, then then we have a disagreement between the Beis Yosef and the Magen Avram. The Beis Yosef says medicine, refuah, is defined as going from ill to healthy. The Magen Avram says even weak to strong is also considered to be refuah. So on that type of a, a vitamin, there would be a machlokas Beis Yosef and Magen Avram. And Ramosha says in such a case, which should the all things being equal, one should be machmer like the Magen Avram, and one should not take vitamins which are intended to go ahead and take a person from a weakened state to a stronger state of being. Rabbi Shafo? Yes. I think it's a very thin hairline between saying What did you say about hairline? (laughs) (laughs) Between taking something to prevent or to saying that you're treating something like weakness and saying you're taking it just so that you'll be healthy. I mean, I I think it's really hard to decide that. Like if you take vitamin D, there's certain things that vitamin D does and people tend to take it because they're not out in the sun enough, et cetera. But by taking that vitamin D, you will prevent certain illnesses. Like- They've shown cancer, certain cancers are susceptible, you know, are less likely to happen if you have a good vitamin D level and there's, there's less heart attacks if you have vitamin D. I mean, they, these things still have yet to be totally proven, but, but there's a lot of things it does. So to say I'm taking it um, just so that I'll remain healthier, I, I don't know what, I forgot the phrase that you used to say that you weren't treating an illness, but you were just, but but prevention of illness is essentially treating an illness. Well, so, so yeah, so, so Rav Moshe is, is, draw, is making that distinction. He's, he's, cre- he's, he's, he's really saying there's three different uh, categories. There is, uh, there's going to be two halacha categories, but there's three different circumstances. One is a person is ill and they want to take a make medication to shift them from being ill to being healthy. Okay. Then you have a person who is weak. Let's say a person who's anemic. Right, so you're going to go ahead and you're going to prescribe them uh, iron, right? So because of their uh, their uh, anemic condition, they may actually feel weak. So the doctor says, "Listen, you've got an iron deficiency. You got to take these iron pills, and that will give you more strength. If you feel sluggish throughout the day, this will help get rid of that." So you're taking the person from a state of being sluggish to a person who's going to be peppy and full full of energy, or something along those lines. And then you say, as you said, there may be somebody who 
And the doctor, when they first walk into the doctor's office, the doctor says, how you feeling? They say, I'm feeling good. Nothing's bothering me other than the regular aches and pains at my age. You know, there's nothing which is major which is going on. The doctor orders some blood work and says, well, it happens to be that you're a little bit short on, uh, on vitamin D. And at your age and your, uh, your potential you know, health risks, it's a wise thing for you to go ahead and to, uh, to load up on vitamin D so you can save yourself from becoming ill. So Moshe puts that in the third category, the one where you're not treating a condition. The, the person's not sick currently. The person's not weak currently, but you're trying to reinforce the good health by uh, moving them further away from becoming ill later on. So you're right, there, there, there is a fine line between the two. Um, you know, I'm sure if we were to go ahead and discuss all sorts of different conditions, we would find this very wide gray area or I wouldn't be able to tell you whether it's in category two or category three. But these are, no, the, uh, the, these, these are the categories which he is, uh, which he's laying down. Okay, so just to go back to your um, person who's taking iron and they feel more peppy, Iron doesn't make you feel peppy the same day you take it. It's, it takes a while. It takes, you know, probably 10 days, two weeks to a month to see any response to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, don't, I don't know if that makes it any difference since you're not going to feel something right away from it. Does that put it in a different category? Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's an interesting question, like whether you'd be able to start taking the medication. But I, I don't think that's going to make a difference because it's still a medication. It's still coming in a pill, you know. So would, what, uh, it's, what it's, about what about there's you know there's um, macular degeneration where you take vitamins, certain vitamins to prevent it from progressing. How would that fit? Where would that fit? Um, is there a, is there you've any already got the condition, of- but you take. Is there anything about what would happen if you didn't take it? Is that a, is that a, like, for example, if you have low vitamin D level and you take vitamin D every day, except for Saturday. The que- so it seems to me that maybe that is a, a contributing factor of whether or not f- for that category is whether or not that would damage, be a, a detriment to skip it. Uh, so th- that could be. It depends on the exact condition. You know, once we start going into uh, particular conditions, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, uh, Rabbanim are often in touch with doctors and they ask them that exact question. You know, yes, they should take the medication. If they skip a dose, if they miss a dose, if they double up on Friday, they double up on Mozart Shabbos and they don't take them on Shabbos. You know, what, how is that going to, uh, you know, affect the, uh, you know, the, the outcome of things? So these are questions which, uh, you know, are, are, you know, would frequently be, uh, be asked. You know, in ter- in terms of lemaisa, so lemaisa, um, so there'd be a lot to discuss. We'd have to go sort of condition by condition, and vitamin by vitamin, to decide, uh, you know, what 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 category we're going to try and put that in. Uh, in in the case which you mentioned before, uh, Charlene, um, I, I would think that the the person they they currently have a medical condition, and therefore the the even though this isn't necessarily something which is going to cure it. But it's coming to, you know, even to slow it down. But we already know for sure that this is addressing a current medical condition. It's not preventative in terms of to not get it. It's to go ahead and, uh, and, and treat it currently. We, we just uh, learned the, uh, the other night, I did with the, uh, the, the students at TI, that we consider, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing to, to think about also, but if a person has a medical condition, so not only are you allowed to take medication which treats that condition, 
but you can even take medication which just addresses the pain. Pain management is also considered to be a refua, but a person who's in that category where they're allowed to take medication, they could also take pain stuff. We don't say that, listen, just deal with the pain. It's not going to kill you, so just uh, you know, tough it out. But, uh, but uh, once a person's allowed to take medication, we consider taking medication for pain relief is also is a, significant, a significant part of it. So that's another example where something is, is not refua in the sense of healing, but it's called refua in the sense of it's a medication. It's something which is being taken for the person's overall medical condition. Okay. I thought you said you couldn't take Tylenol if you had a bad headache. Right. They, they let, they, here, here we're talking about, let's say a person has, they, they're, they're not in this first category where they have an ailment. They're chola she'enbo sakana. So a person who's a chola she'enbo sakana, let's say a person has a strep throat, person has an infection. So an infection is something we treat seriously. If you don't take care of an infection, it spreads and it can be very dangerous. So we allow you to go ahead and take your antibiotics on Shabbos in order to be able to take care of the uh, strep throat. So at the same time, the person is taking the antibiotics, which eventually will, will, will heal the condition, God willing. But meanwhile, the person's throat is hurting. They're, they're in a lot of discomfort because of the throat. So in such a case, we would say that you'll be able to take your throat loss and you'll be able to take, you know, whatever it is, uh, whatever you're going to take in order to alleviate that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, the, the discomfort that's associated with it, that will be allowed as well. Okay. Now, so this is, this is Rav Moshe's opinion. So he goes ahead and he differentiates between different types of, of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, vitamins. He says that there's one which is going to be straight up refua. That's where it's trying to take you from ill health to good health. That for sure is also, that's the same as a, as a Tylenol or anything else. Then there's the middle category of those things which are not going to cure you, but they will take you from a, a weakened state of, uh, of, uh, of health to a stronger state of health. That Rav Moshe says is going to, that's machlokas between the Beis Yosef and the Magen Avram. And he says you should be machmer like the Magen Avram in that regard. And then you would have those things which are uh, completely, uh, they are um, uh, taken for preventative reasons. Person's not sick, a person's not weak, but we want to go ahead and make sure that you have a plentiful supply of whatever that the thing is in order to make sure that you should not become sick later on. So that, Rav Moshe says, is going to be mutter according to all opinions. So category one is us according to all opinions. Category three is mutter according to all opinions. And category number two, from weakness to, stro- to strength. So that is going to be a machlokas. Here, source nine, we have Rav Shomel Zalman. We'll try and uh, go through it quickly. He says... As far as taking vitamins, Shomah says it's also to take them on Shabbos. Why? Because healthy people don't take vitamins. If you're healthy, there's no reason to go ahead and take, uh, take vitamins. You're only taking vitamins because you're trying to address something. But if you have a person, the doctor goes ahead and did some blood work or something and said, you know what? You need this because you are not well. And if you don't take this uh, vitamin, let's say the uh, iron, the person could end up becoming very weak as a result. Or if a person is low on vitamin D. And without taking this, um, uh, this vitamin, a person could end up moving from a simple ailment 
into Chola She'ein Bo Sakana, somebody who's ill, even though not dangerously so, which is defined as Nafal Mishkov, person is bedridden as a result of their medical condition, or Chalakol Gufo, or they feel illness or pain throughout the entire body. You can think of that in terms of a migraine, where the person's whole being, you know, could be affected by the, uh, the migraine. So then, as Bavali Mutter. So then that certainly is going to be Mutter because uh, if that's the, uh, where, where the person is going, so then uh, they're already in category number two, where you're allowed to take medication. As you said at the outset, the prohibition against taking medication is only when you don't really need it. If you really need it, you're allowed to take it. But, says Oshom Ozaman a little bit further, he says, but still, says Oshom Ozaman, I think, even a person takes vitamins on a daily basis. So he gives what we talked about. You can take it right before Shabbos. And then you can take it right after Havdalah. So you take it right before candle lighting and right after Havdalah. And in many instances, that will allow you to avoid taking the medication on Shabbos. Check with your doctor before you know implementing that. But that's something which often is, a, is an option. You just need a certain range of level to be in the bloodstream or whatever it is, and uh, you, should be, uh, you should be pretty good. But he says, But if you have a type of thing where it's not going to help, the, the body can only process a certain amount. So to double up on Friday, double up on Motzei Shabbos doesn't do anything for you, and you'll still be deficient on Shabbos because you didn't have it on Shabbos. So then, so then you'd be allowed to take it on Shabbos uh, itself. Now here comes the, the take-home line. But says of Shomon Zamar, I'll call him. It says, the bottom line is, Shomon Zaman says, I don't have all these categories. He doesn't say it in these, these words, but the way we would uh, frame it is, I don't have all these categories that Rav Moshe talks about. Whether you're going from uh, ill health to good health, or you're going from weak to, uh, to stronger, or you're just trying to fortify the body to avoid becoming ill in the first place or weak in the first place. As far as I'm concerned, Rav Shomon Zaman says, there's only, there's only one model. The model is medication. And a vitamin is a medication. It fits into the medication. And whatever rules and parameters are going to apply to a regular medication, which you get uh, uh, by prescription, that's going to apply to the vitamin aisle just the same. The rak mashuhutter betrufos mutter vitaminim. Whenever you're allowed to take a medication, because your condition is serious enough that you're allowed to take a medication, so included in that is going to be the allowance to take vitamins. And if you have a condition which is not serious enough that you'd be allowed to take medication, then you're not allowed to take vitamins either. Because if Shomo Zaman doesn't see vitamins, doesn't put it into any sort of separate category than medicine itself. It's all essentially the, uh, the same thing. So as I said at the outset, we have this interesting disagreement going on over here between Rav Shomo Zaman and Rav Moshe. What exactly is the definition of Rafua? Is Rafua going from from uh, from uh, from ill health to uh, to, uh, to to uh, to to good health, or going from a weakened condition to a stronger state of, of being, or we're not going to go ahead and start to creating these different categories. And there's two categories: there's medicine and there's food. And that's it. Either it's a medicine or it's a it's a food. And if it's not a food, it must be that it's a medicine, regardless of over the counter, behind the counter, under the counter. You know, picking it up in a, an alleyway somewhere. You know, a guy selling it out of his coat doesn't make a difference. Uh, if it's not a food, it is going to be a medicine. Yes, Mel.
is intention uh, considered here? So I have an iron deficiency and I can't take a vitamin. So I eat a lot of spinach and that's a food, but also right. has a lot of iron. But that's okay. Is medication. That's okay. Right. So th that we said, we said in the middle, if you, if you look back at source. The chicken uh, soup example. Six. So he said that anything which is a food, you're allowed to eat on, uh, on Shabbos, even for, even if your intent is it's, uh, it's therapeutic uh, elements. So those who would eat spinach because, uh, you know, it's going to make them healthier. They think they're Popeye and it's going to make them stronger. So then, uh, you know, gesundheit. you know, enjoy. You can have my portion too. I'll contribute that to the cause. You can have my fish. You can have my spinach. You can have my broccoli. You can have all of that, uh, that stuff as much as you need. It has, it has often occurred to me that the position the CRC takes on Pesach is relevant to this, that... The CRC's position is that um, if, if you have just a pill that you're swallowing in one piece and it has no flavor and you're not chewing it, that um, uh, you don't have to worry about possible hummets in it. It's not food and you just swallow any pill you want. But if it's vitamins, then you can't do it because they're classifying vitamins as food. So... Um, uh, if you take that approach, the implication would seem to be the opposite here, that if, if the vitamins are food, they would be okay on Shabbos, but if the, if, if the, the other pills are not food, then they're medicine. I mean, you know, they, they seem to be opposites of each other to me. Uh, so I, I, I can't say anything about the, the CRC's policy, uh, but I tell people that, uh, you know, as far as uh, vitamins, uh, I, I take sort of like Shomel Zama's approach, even as far as vitamins on Pesach is concerned, that if it's a straight up pill, which you just swallow, it's still not a food. Just because it's not sold by prescription and it's sold over the counter, uh, you're not eating it because of the taste. You're eating it because of its what, you, what are or what are believed to be its therapeutic elements to it. And therefore, its uh, pills are nifsam me'achilas kalad. And just because a person is consuming them, we don't consider that to be achshave. That doesn't elevate it into the state of the food because you're only taking it because of its medicinal uh, uh, elements, not because of its delicious elements. I, I see. So you, you, you permit the vitamins on Pesach is what you're saying. Yeah, people call up and say, can I take this vitamin? I say, does it have a taste? No, it's fine. Whatever, whatever it happens to be. Rabbi Schaffel? Rabbi yeah. Schaffel? Yes. Uh, what about some things that you take, not because you are ill at the moment, but uh, you don't want to have a problem occurring. And Charlene, had raised the Charlene had raised the question before about iron supplements. That they right. So if you, if you look, I'm, I'm partially addressing it. We, did, we didn't read it, but, but now This would it. be a little bit different. I'm going to give you a Yeah. Okay. I, I was just I was excuse thinking me about guys, I have to leave to go to another class. So take care. I was thinking about something something like, for example, melatonin. Melatonin, I don't know whether people would call that a vitamin or what they would call it, but the purpose of melatonin is to make sure that you actually can go to sleep. And if you right. you it's not that you're taking it now because you can't go to sleep. It's later on that you're worried that you won't be able to go to sleep. So the question is, I mean, if according to Reb Moshe, at the time you're taking it, there is no, there is no uh, 
illness. In addition of being weak, it's it's what you're trying to prevent, really. Right. So two things I would tell you. So the, the, the highlighted section, which is, should be on the screen there. So Shomo Zaman says that if a person has a condition currently, and but they're feeling okay, let's say the example of strep throat. So they got the, you know, they, they had, a, you know, other family members, uh, you know, already had strep throat. And on Shabbos morning, a person wakes up and they have a tickle in their throat. And, uh, you know, they come knocking on the Appleson's door and they say, listen, three people in the house already have strep throat. I've got a tickle in my throat. What do you think? And Charlene says, yeah, it's probably strep. I, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm going to tell you that that's strep. Should I start taking medication? I feel fine. Maybe I'll go ahead and I'll wait to take medication until after Shabbos. So Shomel Zaman says, if we know a person has a medical condition, which is potentially dangerous, you don't have to wait till you're actually in danger to take medication. If we know you have the condition, you can start taking it now, even though right now you may be feeling fine. But we know that if left untreated, it will become dangerous. So that already puts you into category number two. That is point number one. As far as the specific example that you gave of melatonin, so maybe at some point we will do part two of this uh, discussion. And that has to do with uh, the postgame talk about it's, uh, it's actually opposite ends of things, but they talk about taking caffeine pills or taking melatonin or sleeping pills on Shabbos. So the, neither one of those generally are intended to treat, treat a medical condition. You just either want to go to sleep or you don't want to go to sleep. So it's not a medical condition per se. It's not a weakness that the person has. It's not, you know, it's not anything. It's just some people, uh, you know, sleep better with, uh, with melatonin. They fall asleep faster with melatonin not. So there's an interesting discussion amongst the post about those types of pills or diet pills or something like that, you know, to give you a feeling of being full in order to be able to, uh, to lose weight. So are you allowed to take that on Shabbos or not? So that also is, a, that's, a, a, I guess, a corollary or an extension of this, uh, this discussion whether or not something which appears in pill form, it appears in the pharmacy section of the store, does that automatic put it into refua category and therefore it's going to be usser or is there going to be room for, uh, for leniency for that? So at some point we'll, uh, we'll, we'll swing back around and we'll get those, uh, those things. Maybe when Thank the kids you. are old enough and they don't need melatonin anymore. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'll feel more comfortable going ahead and dressing it when it's not lemaisa. In the meantime, it's a godsend. In the meantime, it's a godsend. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All righty. So thank you yeah, all for coming. Shkoch to everybody. Have a good Shabbos, uh, a good Yontif. And next Thursday, Mir Hashem, we should be on. Next Tuesday, we are not on, but next Thursday, we should uh, we should be on. Thank you. Okay, all the best. Thank you.